This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores reminding you that May 9th, is Mother's Day, and there's no better place to get ma something than from a Fratelloni's Ace Hardware store. Flowers, seeds, herbs. A DeWalt drill. Drills. Yeah. Floor mats. You name it. Car wax. I like to treat mom to the best. Of course, I don't have a mother anymore, so I'm off the hook. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. And- <laughs> what? 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 Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. Wow. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 605, April 22nd. Earth Day. Earth Day. Earthy, 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 earthy day. Happy Mother's Day, Mother Earth. April 22nd, 2021, 90 degrees on this day in 1980. Man, we were hot back then. 23 degrees in 1874. Minnetonka had an ice out on this day in 1952 and in 1983. And White Bear Lake had an ice out on this day in 1974, which means because Aquaside was in business, those kids were already prepped for a year of weed-free beach enjoyment because that's what Aquaside can deliver for you. For more than 60 years, they've been delivering weed-free beaches, your swimming hole, you name it. They have the products that accomplish this. They accomplish it quickly. You fan the pellets out over the troubled area, and the next thing you know, you're looking at that rippled sand in the bottom of the water, and you're not seeing any crabs or serpents or weird weeds or stuff that looks like (laughs) pictures of something you've never even seen before in your life. And the kids are happy. The kids are happy. They're thinking, this is fantastic. When I'm out on Spoon Lake, I know damn well where the uh, where the parents have used Aquaside because that's where all all the kids are. So maybe if you're a grump, you don't want any kids around. <laughs> you don't use Aquaside and let your kids go somewhere no, else. No, you use it on the neighbors so that they all the kids go over there. But I got news for you. Yep. You'll be losing your kids because they want to go to where the beaches are weed free. It's a White Bear Lake company. They've been pulling off amazing results for more than sixty years. The products are registered with the EPA and DNR, and the products are safe for you and the fish in your family. Call Aquaside, White Bear Lake Company, at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse the on the east so. shore of Spoon. Well, you know what I meant. Yeah. It's Garage Logic <laughs> with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, 
and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Uh, Greta Thur... What's your name? Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Will testify before Congress today. Mm -hmm. Will she be flown in, Jordy Wonders, or will she arrive by balloon, <laughs> rickshaw? Uh, does that mean that she has to be here uh, under a 14-day quarantine? These are pretty serious, interesting questions. Uh, there is nothing this possibly disturbed young woman uh, can contribute to the health of the earth because she's, uh, she's got a bit of a distorted view of her life. She thinks her childhood was taken from her. Uh, no one apparently has shown her any pictures of three-year-olds drowning in the ocean trying to get away from Libya and in, into Europe. Uh, she's a, I find her a, a very uh, troubled soul, and I pay no attention to her. But it's interesting to note that apparently she's in our country. I, I think I know how she's going to get here, Joe. Yeah. If you offset your carbon, it's the only okay. choice for That's somebody right. like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Mm -hmm. uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords uh, for the United States. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table so we could get Paris. And uh, I believe the time it takes me to get somewhere, I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly mm -hmm. to meet with people and get things done. Get but what done. I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. And in the end, uh, if I offset and contribute my life to do this, uh, I'm not going to be put on the defensive. Carrie, you're going to meet Xi wearing one of your $2,500 suits, and by the time he's done with you, you won't even be dressed in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you kidding? Let's stick with that. Yeah. President Joe Biden will pledge to cut U.S. greenhouse gas emissions at least in half, in half now, mm -hmm. by 2030. In fact... Uh, Reavers, I uh, didn't mean to spring this on you. I sure. should have mentioned this That's to okay. you uh, 30 minutes ago. But there is audio today oh. that we need to put in our end of the world file in oh. which Joe Biden is saying, this is the decade. We either have to do it now or we're done or it's over. We're toast. It's over. Okay. You, you might be able to find that while I read here. Look right now. All right. <clears throat> in half by 2030, as he convenes a virtual climate summit with 40 world leaders, according to three people with knowledge of the White House plans. The 50% target would nearly double America's previous commitment and help the Biden administration prod other countries for ambitious emissions cuts as well. The proposal would require dramatic changes in the power and transportation sectors. Let me stop there and mention to the uh, GLers what I mentioned to you guys before the show. The only, the, the only thing to grasp here as a reality and as possibly a ray of hope is that none of this will happen. None of this can possibly happen. Uh, but Which does not displease me. Because I don't think any of it needs to happen. But the fact of the matter is they're going to spend money to make this not happen. That's this is right. going to cost us. That's right. 
uh, would require dramatic changes in the power and transportation sectors, including significant increases in renewable energy such as wind and solar, and steep cuts in emissions from fossil fuels such as coal and oil. The non-binding, see, there's another clue for you. Yeah. The non-binding but symbolically important pledge is a key element of the two-day summit, which begins today when world leaders gather online. Maybe that's where Greta will appear online. Uh, she already did, actually. She did. She, she, she testified this morning uh, virtually. Was she, uh, quivering? The, Was she quivering and shaking her little fist? Uh, she was, in a way, in that she told them, I'm not optimistic that you'll do what you should. So <laughs> she was lecturing them again. You can't. <laughs> Why don't we just discuss it from truth and reality? You can't. You can't ask 330 million Americans to share the burden of this insanity when China's not going to do it, when India's not going to do it, when Indonesia's not going to do it, when Russia's not going to do it, and you're going to ask, you know, Jim Jones, Joe Johnson, who's got four kids and, and his wife's a, a medical tech in Topeka and he, uh, he runs a, a surveying crew and they have two cars and their kids are in school uh, and their kids are in the little league and they, they, they like to go out for a burger once a week. You're going to ask them. To completely upset their lives. You don't even know how you're going to do that yet, but that's what you're going to ask them, and me, and Reavers, and Height, and Kenny. That's what you're going to ask us. And all you're asking me to do is to embrace your insanity, because you've run out of all ways to expand government. This is the last breath of Marxism. It's the last one. There's nothing after this. Where would you? That's a good question. Where will the government turn after this to enforce their will? What would be left? Hmm. What would be left hmm. to enforce their will? You've tried everything under the sun. What Communism. would be left? Communism. Socialism. Forcing us to do it. By the way, China says they're on board with the... A few changes. Uh, they want to allow their carbon emissions to peak before 2030, and they think they can maybe reach carbon neutrality. Uh, neutrality. Neutrality. Thank you. By 2060, as opposed to our goal of 2050. Mm. Would you like to hear from the president? Yes. Are we running out of time, Chris? A road to cut a greenhouse gases in half, in half by the end of this decade. That's where we're headed as a nation. And that's what we can do if we take action to build an economy that's not only more prosperous, but healthier, fair, yes. and cleaner for the entire planet. You know, these steps will set America on a path of net zero emissions economy by no later than 2050. But the truth is, America represents less than 15% of the world's emissions. No nation can solve this crisis on our own, as I know you all fully understand. All of us, all of us, and particularly those of us who represent the world's largest economies, we have to step up. You know, those that do take action and make bold investments in their people and clean energy future will win the good jobs of tomorrow and make their economies more resilient and more competitive. So let's run that race. Win more. Win more sustainable future than we have now. 
overcome up, the existential crisis of our time. God almighty. You know just how critically important that is. Critical. Because scientists tell us. This is it. This is the decisive decade. This is it. This is the decade we must make decisions that will avoid the worst consequences of the climate crisis. <clears throat> that's insanity. <laughs> I am convinced that's insanity. That is born of a desperation to lock the government in to a superiority that it has never experienced before. And I think it's I think I stumbled onto a wonderful question. Where in the hell do they go when this fails? What do they attempt to manipulate if this fails? Because this can't work. What's would you please look up the word John inertia? Inertia, sure. Please look up the word mm -hmm. inertia. I'm not sure I have it correctly. By the way, did China agree to is China at the table today? Because the last piece I read, uh, they had not decided whether or not they were going to show up. And um, their participation in all of this uh, to, you know, as, as I said earlier, to reach these goals by 2060 depends on uh, the rest of us, all these other countries, ignoring the uh, political crackdowns in Hong Kong and threats towards Taiwan and all these other humanitarian issues. We have to ignore all the other bad stuff that China is doing in order to get them to the table. And so I'm wondering if they even showed up today. Um, gentlemen? Yeah. I stumbled upon something that, that, that might even be worse than what the president just said. Uh -oh. Then I'll come back to my word inertia. I'll, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, no, I, I no, didn't hear you ask John a question. Um, our, our, our buddy John Kerry was at it again today. Oh. And, um, well, I'll just play this for you. Um, he wants to get all of the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's such a great quick start. You said twice getting to net zero is going to be hard, really hard. And uh, just remind everybody that, that that will depend on whether or not we have some breakthrough technologies and breakthrough innovations, number one. But even if we get to net zero, we still have to get carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. So this is a bigger challenge than a lot of people have, have, have sort of really grabbed onto yet. Well, John, uh, the reason uh, people really haven't haven't really grabbed onto that yet is that carbon dioxide, since yep. God invented this twirling ball, uh, has been an important uh, chemical component oh of God. life on Earth. And I'm not sure, John. I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure the Earth has ever been without carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Can humans survive? <laughs> Zero carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is not in and of itself evil. Okay. <clears throat> CO2 is not poisonous. That's okay. right. We got that going for us. Yeah, which is a good thing. CO2 itself <laughs> will never hurt you. This is an important fact to remember as carbon dioxide is a vital part of the environment. The Thank you. The human breathing mechanism actually revolves around CO2, <laughs> not oxygen. Without carbon dioxide, humans wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> you know what, though? The Syrians is... don't give a bleep because they don't like people. 
<laughs> it's okay because I'll be in my Nissan Leaf. And my- I'll still have my Ducati motorcycle and my really gray shingled sided shed on uh, Nantucket. And I'm going to be fine. I don't care about the rest of you peons. I got a Superman suit I wear because I travel the world going to bring you some safety. Does he even realize what How he's saying? How could this guy be that stupid? Seriously, how can you be that stupid? I gotta save this one. That's a good, that's a doozy. Groin kick him for that. Oh today. well, I didn't know you were gonna get me a, a groin. Well, what the hell? That is By the way, while we're while we're waiting for it, I uh, found the answer to my question. China is at the climate summit today. Zoom? So, are they zooming? Yep, they're yeah. zooming in. I wonder if the leaders are wearing uh, pants. Or if they're just dressed from the top up. Like the rest yeah, of they, us when we have a sales Zoom meeting? Yeah. They got yeah. those bad, ill-fitting commie suits. They don't fit well in the neck and shoulder. Mr. Carey, this is for you. This is for you right here. Come on here. Why is my button not working? That is just yeah, fantastic. Because we just have a little equipment problem occasionally, don't you know, we? That's gonna that happen. deserves this. There we go. We're at that age where we have those issues. <laughs> there we go. I'm giving them another one. Oh. The U.S. emissions target has been eagerly awaited by all sides of the climate debate. It will signal how aggressively Biden wants to move. Oh, I, let me stop because I have a really important thing to say about the word inertia. What does it mean, John? Uh, inertia. Number one, a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. Uh, number two, relating to physics, a property of matter by which it continues in an existing state of rest or uniform motion in a straight line unless changed by an external force. Okay. To change our life, you would have to externally disrupt the inertia of human beings. By which I mean this. Do you ever look at a, you ever look at a golf tournament, Johnny, and you, you wonder about the... I like how you start rocking when you, when you uh, go into these modes. Have you ever seen aerial coverage of, uh, oh, the Finger Lakes area of New York or up into the Thousand Islands area of New York, between New York and... Canada. Have you ever seen aerial footage of a gorgeous summer day on the Chesapeake or up yeah. and down the Atlantic seaboard? Yeah, I've, I've or have you, ever, have you ever seen a golf tournament uh, where the course is close enough uh, to the ocean that just literally thousands of boats are at anchor uh, pretending they can see a golfer make a putt or whatever? <laughs> and, and when I look at those scenes, the word inertia comes to mind. And how how are you going to how are you going to cease that? How are you going to wipe that activity off the face of the earth? It's consumption of fossil fuels. It's consumerism. It's uh, most principally the consumption of fossil fuels. And in order to bring about the insanity that is being wished for here, you, you have to wave a magic wand and disrupt that so that those scenes no longer exist. Let's bring it closer to home. We used yeah, to always yeah. get we always used to get wonderful wonderful footage of uh, what's the days they had in Stillwater that they got they lumberjack. ruined lumberjack they lumberjack got lumberjack because they were too successful yeah. but back in the heyday of uh, lumberjack days in Stillwater uh, Channel Five would send the bird up and you'd get these marvelous summer shots of the thousands of boats and the people on land and the sun and the wonderful 
the wonderful ambiance and the festivity. And I always thought to myself, okay, what the insane people want cannot possibly include that. It can't. Joe, you've, you've, you've just described every summer in Wisconsin and Minnesota between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yes. Of vehicles on the freeway pulling pontoons, towboats, fishing boats, uh, water uh, water scooters, and then all of that activity out on all of these lakes and rivers around the Midwest. California, Florida, yeah. the Virginias, the Carolinas, up and down the eastern seaboard, the state of Washington, on Canada, the Muskoka yeah. Lakes, everywhere you want to talk about. Now, I know it might seem silly that I'm, that I'm, I'm talking about boating. I guess, I guess you could just substitute the boating uh, for the endless film footage we've seen all our lives of crowded freeways. What are you going to do to end that life? What are you going to do? Electricity. Electricity. Batteries. That's, that's not going the to. The sun. The it's wind. Not gonna, it's not going to happen enough to bring about this insanity. Mm-hmm. And the insanity that's being brought about is a complete rejection of the lifestyle which brought us to this point. Which brought it us is. to this, to this yeah. marvelous point in life. Uh, 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 a lifestyle that has enriched more people, that has expanded life expectancy, that has resulted in more prosperity, that has resulted in in uh, more leisure. It's just, it's been a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. life we have. Beautiful life. And now you're telling me that if we don't, if we don't end that in this decade, if we don't end that or cut it in half... We will face dire consequences, none of which they can, none of which they can articulate, except their vague claims all the time of rising oceans, which has never stopped a billionaire from building a, an oceanside retreat, <laughs> including Obama. Look what happened Gates. during the last year during the pandemic. What happened? Pontoon sales went up, boat sales went up, motorcycle sales went up, sports car sales went up. E-bikes. People took E-bikes. people took to the road, to traveling, mm-hmm. to spending time with family out on the lake. A fish house sales went out. Everything went up. And what they're proposing is just going to put a bigger chasm between all of us. It's dividing all of us is what it's going to do. They're going to try to kill all of those industries. The, uh, may I uh, read something that Greta said this morning? We always talk about the arrogance <laughs> of this movement. Yes, please. Well, yes. The, listen, arrogance listen of the, to this. the arrogance of the movement, John, or of this young woman? Well, for sure oh. this young woman, but I think uh, the movement perhaps too. Yeah. Uh, here's what she told the House Oversight Committee. I don't believe for a second that you will actually do this. You still have time to do the right thing and to save your legacies, but that window of time is not going to last for long. We, the young people, are the ones who are going to write about you in the history books, so my advice for you, choose wisely. Wow. I I can't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, how could that even be true, Greta? Uh, You, based on your dire sour outlook on life in general you won't be around to write about this you, in yeah, history there'll be books. no his, history be books no because books we won't because the earth is going to burn up greta yeah. you yeah. miserable rotten fool careful she's a youngin 
I'm sorry, she's a miserable, rotten youngin. Bad parents. <laughs> well, she's got the theatrical parents. She's, you know, she's parents a- afraid to tell their kid to shut the hell up. She is up to 18 years old now. So. On the other side of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Is that her? Yet you all come to us young people. I got to find a better clip because that one's I way... I can't listen yeah, to this. You guys, that's way too low. I, I can't listen But Joe, to it's Earth Day. Earth Day. Earth Day. In my dreams, in my childhood, with your empty <laughs> words. Yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Where? Entire ecosystems are collapsing. Where? We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Where? And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Oh. <laughs> you know, honestly, <laughs> is, is this Shakespeare? What 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 play is she reading from? Honestly, what an though, actor. I, I'll what say the actor. same thing I did when she burst onto the scene. I actually feel bad for her because she's completely being used and she's being manipulated and she actually believes this stuff and she might have a few things off, if you know what I'm saying. You mean like screws loose in her head? I really think so. I do. Yeah. And I think she's being used uh, by the wrong people. And it's, it's sad to see that. I, I can't abide the celebrity class, who, which unfortunately now has to include her. Because news gathering institutions have her now as part of their template. I can't abide by them ignoring the true suffering of children. And, and they, what they do is they substitute or ignore the true suffering of people in the world and replace it with what their idea of suffering is. And their idea of suffering is completely dreamed up out of whole cloth and has nothing to do with a with an eight-week-old in Sudan who can't get enough food, uh, an eight-week-old in uh, Yemen whose father can't leave the little child's side because he'll get shot going to try to get the kids some food. These frauds have no idea what suffering is, especially that fraud. The kids being dropped over the wall every oh. night on oh. the Mexican uh, United States. You guys, border. I saw it happen oh. a couple weeks that, ago. It was that is true suffering. Yes. <laughs> wow. I don't know how we push back except to understand that the insanity they wish to bring about most probably cannot be brought about, which I'm going to embrace as some positivity. It cannot happen. You cannot, even, a, 10 years is nothing. In 10 years, you are going to do what? You are going to upend, let's just keep it to America, because the rest of the world would just soon have us shoulder this burden. They don't want anything to do with it. They, no, we, uh, we are going to shoulder it. It is yeah. our burden. We must be the leader. Go ahead. Yeah. That you can't do it. You can't bring about the changes you want without totally ruining the source of the money you keep taking from us to parlay your schemes. You can't do it. There won't be any coffers to go to to dream up your next BS. And I am fascinated by wondering 
what is the next BS? When this fails, where do they go? You know, because these are not good people. These are not good people. You know, speaking of that, Kenny, we really have dropped the ball on starting up our carbon credit industry. Um, we we really got to get that I don't, going. You know what? I don't have that kind of evil in me. I really don't. I would rather remain poor and live from paycheck to paycheck as a country bleeping bumpkin than do any kind of that. Because that is, that's big. That's James Bond evil to me. Yeah. That's evil villain, villain bleep. That's an evildoer. Well, get them while they're getting Give me a break, you lying frauds. Get get them while they're hot. Get out the countryside. Drive and enjoy. Put your family in a safe SUV. Ignore the doomsayers. Get into a new Atlas or a new Tiguan. 0% interest for 72 months at Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, along with the Fiats and the Alfa Romeos, a multi-generational dealership. They don't own 40 stores. This is where their heart is, right there on the corner of 36 and 61 in Maplewood. It's been there for more than 60 years with these great products, great service. Right now, by the way, in in, uh, April, a tire event, buy three tires, get a fourth one free. And as we've established, after intense research... You do need the fourth tire. This just in, yes. You gotta you have the you gotta have the fourth tire. Do you think if I approached the folks from Schmelz with my carbon credit uh, company and said you can, it's a buy one get one for carbon credits on Earth Day? Do you think the people at Schmelz would go along with that? No. Oh, okay, got no, it. Just no. wanted to check. They don't buy this BS any more than we do, and uh, they're there to put you in the right vehicle for your family, uh, and they have them. They're fantastic. I enjoy Volkswagen products. I've, 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 I've owned, they used to sell sobs, by the way. I even had that. You had a sob? Oh, I had a couple. Nice. I had a couple. And, uh, I've enjoyed every moment I've spent with that dealership. I've enjoyed the cars and the SUVs I've owned and I will continue to. It's, now I, again, I told you, it's been a couple of weeks since I looked. Uh, they had 12 Fiat 124 Spiders. I bet it's down. And if you want one, it's no, it's no uh, sales BS. There won't be any more. Uh, Chrysler Fiat has decided to discontinue the model. I don't care why they did. I'm glad I got mine. It's an instant collectible. The closest I could come in the year 2021 to going into a dealership and buy the new kind of car I could not own back in the 1970s. It's Schmelz Countryside, a great, great inventory website, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, right on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, Schmelz Countryside. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently 
currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Ricey here with Canopy Group Facts. Fact one, the Canopy Group writes more business in one month than a captive agent writes in three years. How is this possible? Let's share the other facts for you to understand. Fact two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact three, the Canopy Group offers annual policies, not six-month policies, that leave you at risk for two premium increases per year. Fact four, the Canopy Group offers one deductible at claim time, not two, three, four, or even more. Fact five, every year the Canopy Group will shop your home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. Captive insurance agencies can't shop that way for you because guess what? They only have one company to deal with. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get the options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Happy Earth Day to you. I'm Morgan Kiwi Wolf Slattery, Euphorian. Our Mother the Earth is our common home, precious, perishable, and belonging to all of us. Our mother is threatened now more than ever. Does your community have a vision for its future? Sustainability starts in your community. Today is Earth Day, but it's also Car Free Day, Equity and Environment Day, Earth Week, Earth Month, Anti-Deforestation Day, Crime Victim Rights Week, Volunteer Week, Reading is Fun Week, Playground Safety Week, Turn Off the TV Week, Delete Double Horn This Woman, Harbor Day Week, Kiss Your Mate Week. Come on, Euphorians, let's try to concentrate on one thing. Say global warming or cooling, no warming. Yes, cooling. The dangers of heat stroke? No, frostbite. Well, okay. Happy Earth Day. I, I heard from her about a month ago, and I invited her back, and she, uh, she just hung up on me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea what happened. She's a very strange cat, isn't she? She's it's, just a it's very strange cat. She calls me and then she hangs up on me just randomly. It's yeah. just it's, the, it's so odd. <laughs> I uh, never understand not, why you have to play her PSAs. I, I don't. I don't get why we have to do equal time. <laughs> well, Matthew, Matt, we're we're trying to reach out and be inclusive. My God, inclusive, yeah. schmalusive. Uh-huh. Well, here's the deal. Uh, not only is it Earth Day, it's Positive Thursday. Uh, and that means Mr. Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview County, E. Lexington, usually with us. But Mike is out uh, today. As you can hear, we have a special guest, a very satisfied customer on the line. And Matt, this is where you're going to shamelessly sing the high praises of Schoonover Body Works and Glass. Apparently, you bought yet another crap can and Schoonover <laughs> saved your bacon and brought that thing back to life. What exactly played out? 
Well, let me just be full disclosure. I'm fully here to steal this endorsement. Because I'm not, I'm not here to sing the praises of Mike Schoonover and his team. I'm Reavers. here to steal the endorsement. Now, hold on, hold on. Reavers had a hat on. Hold on. Yeah, he had okay. a hat on. I'm Can't surprised I got away with it for long. half an hour. I felt, yeah. I felt something was off for a little bit, but now, now I feel better. All right. Um, so you bought a Jeep or something? I, I did. In fact, I bought it from the credit union, and the credit union. It was a situation, and they didn't, uh, you know, they don't want to be in the car business. So I said, I'll, I'll, I, well, actually, technically, Matthew bought the car. So I looked at it, and Matthew hadn't seen it. And I said, Matthew, it's, it's in a, it's a, it's kind of messy. Uh, great people, but it just, it wasn't in good shape. And I think they had, must have had a lab, a yellow lab, and uh, it was, it was rode pretty, rode pretty hard. And uh, Karen, you guys, do you guys realize something, Rook, Kenny? You realize something? Do you, do you think when Mike signed up, he he would have realized that I'm stuck with a bunch of morons yep. that bring me junk full of dog hair and 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 you know I'm a renowned body guy. I'm a I'm a damn artist. Joe. Does anybody ever bring him anything Joe. nice? Joe, I have I have bring, been bringing him crap for years. Oh, long I feel terrible. He signed on. I feel he terrible. Just, he rolls in and sees the dents and the cow bleep hanging off the truck, and it's just a disaster. And he always makes next, it better. Well, I'm telling you, you know what the next move is for him? He's going to Spencer you. He sees you coming. He's going to walk the other way because all you're doing is giving him business. Right. But you're making him work hard. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. Anyway, this thing came in and it was a, it was a mess. And I told Karen, uh, I said you got to call Mike Schoonover. And uh, Karen told Mike, this isn't just a wipe him down and run it through the wash. He said it's a challenge for me. Bring it over. The thing came back. It looked like it just came off the showroom. It's a 2018. Yep. It looks like a 2021. Kenny, yep. I was shocked. At how clean yeah. it was. Yeah. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, you don't have to be Joe Souchere with his fancy brand new vehicles to get high quality no, service out of Schoonover Buddy. Yeah, yeah, or me, stupid you know, rookie. Hillbilly Kenny. And it doesn't matter whether it's glass service, bodywork, oil changes, tire swaps. We always recommend Mike Schoonover and Schoonover Body Works and Glass. 80 years strong and sure of you, always rated as one of the best shops in the metro. GLers, thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. See ya, brah. Uh, I'm going to go. I have dinner plans right now, so I'm planning dinner in the backyard. <laughs> it's 12 I'm going to grill a little bit of steak, uh, some marinated chicken, and some shrimp for the bride. Anybody want to come over? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is going to be a backyard sunshine of gluttony for this kid. All right. Fantastic. See you, bro. Right, 5,000. 5,000. See you, Rook. He's planning dinner at noon. Are we on the air right now? Yes, we are, sir. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. How <laughs> are you? How are We're you? always on the air, Joe. <laughs> Former Secretary of State John Kerry, Biden's top climate envoy, has been pressing global leaders, including his counterpart in China, for commitments and alliances. Bridge building. Senator John Barrasso, Republican Wyoming, the top Republican on the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee, said Biden's pledge would set punishing targets for the U.S. even as adversaries such as China and Russia continue to increase emissions at will. 
The last thing the economy needs is higher energy prices and fewer jobs, but that's exactly what we're going to get. Senator Ed Markey, Democrat Massachusetts, who reintroduced the Green New Deal on Tuesday with Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, said the 50% target was appropriate, Reavers, was mm-hmm. appropriate mm-hmm. to meet the scope and scale of the climate crisis. What crisis? God help me understand. What crisis? Look out the window and be grateful you're alive. The United States must be an undeniable global leader in climate action, Markey said. We cannot preach temperance from a bar stool and not pay our fair share when approximately 40% of all the excess carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is red, white, and blue. BS. Most of it's uh, whatever China's colors are. Red. Yeah. Red. Red. And, the, and uh, Russia, too. And, and you know what? Despite their uh, preponderance of emissions, uh, the Earth's still fine. There, there's nothing yeah, wrong. We're with chugging the along. We're there's chugging nothing along. There's nothing wrong with the earth. Uh, did anyone, I, I hate to veer topics so uh, so uh, quickly, but I have to go to uh, a fact-based note for uh, Kenny. What do we got, uh, Joe? Yesterday, Kenny referenced an automotive light bulb as a 1022. No, Kenny, that is a Ruger 22 caliber long gun. <laughs> <laughs> I own one. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he was I believe I believe he was thinking of an 1157 tail light bulb yes, that is a yes. dual element brake and running light. You can buy one oh at Frats God. and the other at DK Mags. Just saying, loyal listener Lauren, thanks for keeping my commute oh, sane. Yeah, oh, Lauren. thank you Lauren. That's funny. <laughs> Lauren's a BMW guy. We got BMW guys listening to us. Uh-huh. Oh, that is hilarious! Ten twenty two. I can't yeah, believe put that in your tail light and watch it shoot off. <laughs> <laughs> Say uh, again, veering wildly from climate change themes. Uh, the twins are not very good boys. Ooh, you know oh, we that disguise. was a rough, rough afternoon. <laughs> How many innings did you see that coming before it actually happened? I the started. Whole game. Uh, yeah. Literally the whole game, and when it finally happened, I could not stop laughing. Reavers, were you really mad last night? Because you sent out a tweet. Yes. You were. Because to us, I was watching it with the roommate, and we just howled in laughter. It was so predictable. I uh, And I, I went to the Tom Kelly school of how to play baseball and how to coach baseball and how to manage a baseball game. So, And he's no Tom Kelly. Rocco Baldelli is not a big league manager. And I know that a lot of the Twins fans view him as more of a mouthpiece for the front office, and here's the lineup you're going to put out there today, Rocco, against this type of pitcher. But at some point, you have to have the ability to, to manage the game within the innings. It's, it's baffling to me at some of the moves that he makes. It really is. I mean, some of them are pretty simple. I, I, just, I just don't th- – and again, he's young, he's, but I just don't think he's a big league manager. I really don't. We well, had, there, are, uh, there are just too many things that are not panning out, including Colome. Yeah, that's been a uh, can, that's been a disappointing move. It, Chris, there were times towards the end last night where I thought I was sitting in a South Minneapolis public park 
watching my kid play baseball mm-hmm. when he was seven years old. Yep. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but fundamentals, fellas, fundamentals, well, come on. Joe mentioned Colome. That's the perfect example right there. He's been struggling pretty much the whole year. You absolutely needed to win that game yesterday. And he just keeps putting guys on, and Rocco's like, that. Eh, He'll figure it out. No, you got to get him out of there. You need somebody else. He was at 50 pitches, I believe, when all was but said and done. The the fielding, the, oh, yeah. the dropping the balls, yep. the throwing them over the heads, the missing of them, the errant bounces. It was it was a clown show. Here's what's it funny was, is earlier that day, before yesterday's game, in fact, before we did GL yesterday, Royce and I taped the baseball podcast, and Royce said, this team reminds me of the 2011 Twins where there was all this expectation going into the year, they were a little bit older, and all everybody was worried about is could we beat the Yankees, and that season was a complete disaster. (laughs) And he thinks that this team is very similar to it, and sadly, I think Pat's right. All right, back to reality. I have been taken to task uh, quite soundly by GLers who think I've lost my mind, uh, which is entirely possible. Uh... (laughs) Because I was, I've been saying things like, well, if I was a copper at Cup Foods on May 25th, I just would have given the clerk a $20 bill and walked away. Or if I was a copper, I'm not stopping anybody for a, uh, an air freshener hanging from the mirror and on and on and on and on. And, and, and GLers, I think with some justification, are accusing me of, of losing sight of what GL stands for. Here, uh, Joe writes... I have come to believe that Democrats think more with their heart and Republicans more with their mind. There is value in both, but it sounds to me like right now you are letting your emotions get the best of you. It is an easy path to go down. A $20 bill? We would all get out out our checkbooks to save lives. However, I feel like you are making the impossible job of law enforcement ten times harder. To satisfy your narrative, the officer's actions must not only be lawful, but also hold up to the spyglass of retrospective second-guessing while your every action is video recorded. Go after the politicians that make the laws, not the cops choosing which to enforce. Choosing what laws to enforce and what to prosecute is a dangerous road as we have seen lately. We won't go after a counterfeit 20. Sounds an awful lot like we won't prosecute burglaries if no one is home. Mm. There is another side to this second guessing. What about a traffic stop or something small that results in the capture of opioids that would have resulted in many overdose deaths? What if you let people go with outstanding warrants to get them tomorrow and they do some horrific crime tonight? Would we not be paying another settlement for different types of victims? What you and all well-intended people involved here wish to do is judge what is in someone's hearts and minds. In lies our quandary. Lastly, as much as we would like the cop to go into the intersection without prejudice, I believe we need to ask the same of all parties involved. Justified or not, those being stopped seem to me to be bringing as much prejudice to the situation. How should we divvy up blame between the gasoline and the match? I will let you decide is which. Thank you. Never giving up hope I can get my employer to loosen the purse strings and sponsor you guys. Signed, Average Joe. I don't know what he does for a living. Well, he's got a great point, and I told you the other day I'm impossibly idealistic. Impossibly idealistic. And I need not to be because my answers are not correct. My answers are not correct. 
The Reverend Timothy did bring that up yesterday, and we do acknowledge, I know that the kid um, was pulled over for the tabs and the, the air freshener was added on. We just let, we let the Reverend go because he was on a roll. But what the Reverend did bring up um, ever so briefly is that's the danger we face, that maybe that bad guy we just let go for the tabs or the air freshener is on his way to do evil. And the Reverend actually did say that and acknowledge that, and I think that's an excellent point. So, mm -hmm. and along that same line, do you mind if I read it? I forgot to forward this to you, Joe, but I think it's an email worth bringing up, only because I had the same thought in my head the day after the guilty verdict. Yeah. Um, this comes to us from Mitch. I don't think he minds me using his name. He says, hey, Joe and crew, I saw this quote today from a juror in the Chauvin trial, and I think it tells you all you need to know about the mindset of those on the jury. She said that she believed that Chauvin stared her down in court, making her, quote, uncomfortable. Every time I would see, or excuse me, every time I would look up, he was right in my vision. So we locked eyes quite a few times and I was, it was pretty uncomfortable, end quote, juror Lisa from Chanhassen. Do you think Lisa Chanhassen would have put out a statement with her name attached to it if they had voted for acquittal on any court? Absolutely not. These jurors voted the way that they did with at least a high factor of their decision making being based upon fear of what would happen to them and their community if they voted differently. In other words, it wasn't a fair trial by any stretch of the imagination, but I do wish he would have been convicted of what he legitimately was responsible for. And because he agreed to a 10-year plea deal early on, which, he, which the government denied, I think he recognizes he was culpable for certain things, unlike the guy who died as a result of his interaction, who was fighting his culpability for his choices all the way to his death. Just my perspective, Mitch. Well, I don't think you can denigrate the jury by accusing them of acting only in their own self-interest. Well, we, the, must, we must presume that they, they had their civic integrity at heart. I, and I, I agree with that part of it, but the only reason I brought this up was, remember the Brooklyn Center council member that said she liked the job that the, was it the city manager? Um, right. But, but she liked the job that he did, but only voted for his dismissal because she was worried about retribution. Right. And we brought this up before the jury came back, uh, worrying about them making their decisions based on social justice as opposed to criminal justice. Have you guys seen the, uh, I have it in my news, the alternate juror who uh, went on TV this morning? I, no, heard the, I heard the audio of an interview with the alternate juror, a female, I believe. Correct. She was the one who's saying, we locked eyes occasionally. Well, that's what I thought, too. Yes, oh. and it wasn't Lisa. It was somebody else. Okay. But she also, I mean, she said she would have found him guilty had she had a vote. She didn't because she was an alternate. She sat through, had to sit through the whole trial, though. She would have found him guilty just on the evidence alone, which kind of makes me agree with Joe. Uh, Chris, I, I hate the fact that I think questioning any of their motives... I think is you know sure out of, I, out of everybody else's jurisdiction. I'm sorry, and I and I, I don't disagree with either one of you. But do you think you don't think it's possible that any one of those jurors it had entered into their realm of consciousness that boy, if 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 he doesn't get convicted, I'm now a target because I do think I, that, that yeah, sure, I, okay. I certainly think that is possible. Haven't they I made would, movies about that? That yeah. That, sure. that seems like a movie plot to me. But, they, but they've also made movies about, you know, jurors who are honest, dependable human beings who vote their conscience. And again, like Felix Unger in uh, The Odd Couple, the 30, yeah. <laughs> and again, I want it very clear. I, I'm glad he was convicted, all right? I, I, I am, because he was a bad cop.
and he he should have been found guilty of this. I'm, so I want that very clear. I'm not defending Chauvin in any way. Yeah. I was talking to Rook about the Cullens, uh, particularly a guy named Hugh Cullen, who's been very good to Second Stork. They've donated space for the uh, Second Stork outfit Rook's associated with. These are the guys behind center point of Mendota, a new way to work to keep your employees happy. It's uh, And they're convenient, man. They're close to Highway 55, 62, 494, and 694, right in the middle of Mendota Heights. Uh, we have we have realized we're not going to return to the way we used to work. The concept of going downtown is going to be forever changed on the American landscape. So why not work in a setting where you're comfortable, that you've got your own parking spot, where you're not waiting in line for an elevator, where you can go for a walk outside, uh, single story, luncheon areas, customizable office space, uh, you're, you know, you don't want to do this anymore. You don't want to go downtown in the middle of winter in a snowstorm and then, you know, hope you get, get a parking spot. These are uh, incredible places. They each have their own restrooms, of course. You're not sharing it with other companies. Patio space is available for the lunches. The point being that many, many, many companies, big, small, and medium, are going to change forever the way they work. They're going to put their employees where the employees will remain happy and productive. Mendota Heights has been a popular, centrally located spot in the metro area. It's close to the airport. It's close to downtown Minneapolis and downtown St. Paul. And uh, I got news for you. It's, it's why center point of Mendota Heights realizes work can be hard enough. Let's start taking the hassle out of it. Let's take the downtown hassle out of it. Let's take political hassles out of it. Let's take uh, all kinds of possible problems out of it. Uh, let's take the challenges out of it. Road construction, snowstorms, traffic jams. Parking, you realize how what a what a perk that is to pull into your office space and there's your parking spot right there. Bam, right there. Go to escapetomendota.com. It's it's one word. Escapetomendota.com, and you get those cool uh, uh, drone flights around the area to show uh, what it's really like to work in a new environment, a, a new way of thinking. Uh, it's a single story office park in a park-like setting. And I, uh, I think it's very cool, and you will too, when you go to escapetomendota.com. Minnesota business people, do you feel like you're being appreciated? I'm Dean Diesick for the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. We've had lots of recent conversations with Minnesota executives about the advantages of doing business in Sioux Falls. One of the things they all agree about is their feeling that South Dakota is open for business. Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start. Fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits. Along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Best of all, Companies of all sizes make more money in Sioux Falls. We've got the details on our website at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. In Sioux Falls, you'll discover a friendly pro-business attitude, along with a productive, growing workforce, no personal or corporate state income tax, low workers' comp rates, and a lot less red tape. You'll also discover short commutes, safe streets, and exceptional schools. Now is the right time to expand or relocate your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. The earth is not your mother. 
The Joe Suchere Show. Hold on, we're we're supposed to be doing a show now, but we're watching Joe and the CP interact. Hi, CP. See how this plays. We're on the air, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the two lovebirds on Earth Day. Do you think they're Smooches. sharing Earth Day notes? Smooches. I bet. Give her a kiss. I bet they're sharing Earth Day notes. Give Tinkle her a kiss, Suchi. Tinkle your glasses so that they. <laughs> Uh, no, it's no romance. Wave left your hand that. if we know you're okay. Hey, do the show. <laughs> here, do the show. here, I'm showing you my text message. Um, this just came from my neighbor at 12:51. It's 12:55 right now as we record this. Just saw the new neighbor mowing your old hill out front. <laughs> to which I replied, "Ha ha ha!" And then a bad word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a very bad word. Um, but now I'm in a full state of panic because by now I had mowed already once. ProTurf had been there already once. I didn't have to worry about any dandelions or weeds. But I'm up here 100 million miles away, and I know as soon as I break out my mower the next week, I'm going to have a crop of dandelions. You don't have to deal with dandelions or any of the other ugly weeds if you've been signed up with ProfessionalTurf.com. Get that free no-obligation estimate. Get that ProTurf Pro to walk your lawn, design an application program for you, and you'll be flying fast and happy for the rest of the summer. These applications are safe for you, the family, the pets, the environment, the neighborhood kids that always trot across your lawn. All you have to do is water and mow. It really works. The entire GL staff is signed up, except for the one dumb hillbilly up north. Um, so it's the best thing you can do for your lawn. Professionalturf.com. Sign up right now. Oh, and you know who else is signed up? Chief. Chief responded to our request ah, for some cool. information, and he included in his email, he's giving the green light on his pro-turf estimate. Thank you, nice. Chief. Nice. Hmm. All right. Here's Johnny Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Uh, this uh, update is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com, who, by the way, uh, called me and set up my aeration for next Tuesday. So Sweet. Nice. Tuesday. DFL members in the Minnesota House are pushing to overhaul police training and how they interact with the public. Lawmakers in the House discussed the bill in St. Paul Wednesday, passed it 70 to 63 early Thursday. It now heads to the Senate. For both sides, the timing is one of the biggest points of contention coming so close to the verdict in the Derek Chauvin case. Representative Carlos Mariani, a DFLer from St. Paul, said, I hope that it does provide momentum for us to push through reform. The bill would include preventing officers from stopping drivers for certain equipment violations. It would give the police licensing board access to info on past complaints against officers, and it would dedicate $6 million a year to peace officer training, known as the Philando Castile Memorial Training Fund. As for Senate Republicans, last week, Majority Leader Paul Gazelka said they plan to have more hearings on the issue next week. Uh, the story I think uh, Mitch was talking about in his uh, email, Lisa Christensen, sat through every minute of the trial of Derek Chauvin as prosecutors and the defense made their case. Uh, she was an alternate juror. So that means she did not have a vote. She did not have a role in the verdict, mm -hmm. but she sat through the whole trial. And in an exclusive interview with CBS this morning, she said she was happy with the jury's decision to convict Chauvin. After weeks of the testimony, she said, quote, I felt he was guilty. They read the jury instructions to us in the courtroom briefly. I didn't know it was going to be guilty on all counts, but I would have voted guilty. 
She said she didn't think the defense made a very good case. She also said she felt for the teenager who filmed the scene, Darinella Frazier. She said, I really felt she felt guilty for not doing more, and she feels responsible in a way, but I commend her on taking the video because without her, I don't think any of this would have been possible. Uh, Christensen does live in Brooklyn Center. That's the city, of course, where Dante Wright was shot by a police officer nearly two weeks ago. She said those protests did not play into her decision about Chauvin being guilty. Several felony assault charges filed Wednesday against that 28-year-old man accused of shooting at two Minnesota National Guard members stationed in North Minneapolis. Did you say 28? Several, he said. Oh, 28-year-old. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, several. I'll toss Uh, my own coins in. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) The charges head up in county district court against Andrew Thomas. Three counts of first-degree assault against a peace officer. Two counts of second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon. And an illegal weapons possession count are in addition to a felony weapons possession count filed Monday in U.S. District Court. Thomas, whose court records list Minneapolis and Chicago addresses, was arrested Sunday night in his SUV, booked Monday into the Hennepin County Jail, and transferred into federal custody the next day. A juvenile female who he had just met at a Twin Cities hotel was in the vehicle and told officers where to find a gun in the SUV, according to the charges. Uh, those soldiers, if you didn't know, know the story, were wounded near North Penn Avenue and West Broadway while on patrol as part of Operation Safety Net. According to the criminal complaint filed in Hennepin County, about 4.20 in the morning Sunday, Thomas fired several shots from an SUV at two Minneapolis squad cars and three guard vehicles. They then sped off. One soldier in a Humvee was injured by broken glass. The other in the same vehicle sustained minor injuries, according to the Minnesota U.S. Attorney's Office. And this was where, when we were doing this story earlier in the week, we were wondering, can they return fire? We couldn't answer our own question. Uh, We uh, asked Chief to weigh in, and he did. Uh, Good day, Mr. Mayor. Yesterday, you and the knobs above the boathouse were discussing the recent shooting (laughs) that targeted guard shoulders. That's okay. He's an insider. He can do that. Uh, The short answer to your question is yes. The guard is authorized to return fire, but only when required and in accordance with use of force, UOF, and escalation of force, EOF, policies. These normally begin with verbal commands and escalate to unarmed and finally armed tactics based on threat level and circumstances. So thank you, Chief. There you go. And Joe, uh, in this email, he also is asking for a ruling on something uh, to do with Grundhoffers. So you're going to have to uh, read that. Well, I don't have it. What would it be? I sent it to you right before we started to the Uh, GL Joe account. Uh, input on use of force and ruling request? No, uh, it's a Grundhoffer's question. Yeah, ruling request? That's it, yeah, ruling request. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, keep going. I'll print it out. Keep going. (laughs) A a follow-up to a story. Because we we don't want you to read it off the screen. No, I can't. I have to print it out. (laughs) Definitely have to hold it in my hand. (laughs) That was kind of like when you pull over on the side of the road. That's what we just did there. Now we're starting the car up again. Here we go. A follow-up to a story we, uh, we've we been following. A jury has found a Carver County man guilty of fatally shooting a motorist after a fender bender in St. Paul. Anthony Trifoletti was found guilty of second-degree murder in connection with the death of Douglas Lewis in May of 2020. And according to a statement from the Ramsey County Attorney's Office, previously, uh, this happened maybe a month ago, a different jury uh, couldn't come to a verdict and the judge had declared a mistrial. 
Trifoletti remains in custody with bail conditions unchanged. He'll be sentenced on June 2nd. Uh, Lewis died on May 1st after a fender bender crash between the two in St. Paul. Trifoletti said he was acting in self-defense when he shot him. Police, though, did not find any weapons on Lewis at the scene. Brandon Vaughn, an attorney for the Lewis family, uh, said that there was no reason for Mr. Trifoletti to have any fear for his life. He said he was afraid because Lewis was a black man. Mr. Trifoletti unreasonably had fear of Lewis because he was African-American and not because of the minor fender bender. The family intends to pursue a civil suit against Trifoletti, according to the attorney. One person is dead. At least six other people hurt in a series of crashes along a Wisconsin interstate. Did you see this film yesterday or video? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Man, it was horrible. Uh, according to WISN, there was a reported 20 separate crashes along Interstate 41 near Slinger, Wisconsin, including a pileup that involved 48 vehicles. At least six people taken to nearby hospitals. Uh, WISN also reported crashes along nearby county highways. The man who recorded video of the interstate crash on his dash camera said the whiteout conditions appeared so suddenly nobody could react in time. Can I ask you too, Joe and John, uh, I need some advice. On my Twitter account, no, not you. I don't care about anything you have to say about anything, Chris. All right. Uh, except the twins. I like, I like when you get riled up. Um, my Twitter account, which is dedicated almost solely to traffic stuff, how do you guys feel about tweeting video in which there has been a death? Recently, we've, I've been seeing more and more uh, news guys and outlets around town tweeting video, live video of, not live, it'd be recorded video, of a crash that resulted in deaths. How do you feel about that, um, doing that? It would fall under my rubric of pretty much ignoring the platform called Twitter in the first place. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, go I'm ahead. sorry, Ken, go ahead. I go was ahead. just going to say, in, in general, I would uh, be against uh, tweeting. I've also seen people tweeting video and still shots of suicidal people who I, are standing on bridges. That and makes stuff me like so that. angry. Mm, that makes me so angry. And the one that really kind of set me off was a week or so ago, the car that crashed in the Lowry Hill Tunnel, and there were two deaths, and one guy yeah. burned really bad. And virtually everybody ran with that video, and I didn't. Yep. Uh, just because it made me uncomfortable. You know what it is, and Kenny? I, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or not. I know you don't care what I have to say, but I think what it falls under is just the complete lack of respect for another life. Like I wouldn't be comfortable sharing that, and I think and you always the same, take the right approach. The same thing happened with this video of the story John just talked about. Everybody is tweeting it out, and all the news stations are running it on air, and we're potentially watching somebody die there. Yep. And I just feel really, uh, I don't know. Then go with your instincts, because your instincts are correct. All right. Okay. Uh, Deluxe Corporation will spend $960 million to buy Texas-based First American payment system. That allows the company, which is based in Shoreview, to expand further into merchant services. Uh, Deluxe is in the middle of a transformation from a company that, uh, as most of us know, uh, used to make checks for small business services firms and 
for personal use. The acquisition announced Thursday would be the largest in the company's 106-year history. Deluxe already has existing software and services to process more than $2.8 trillion electronically annually. First Americans technology will allow the company to double the payment segment annual revenue to $600 million while maintaining healthy profit margins. Uh, it should close by the end of the second quarter of this transaction and will be financed with a combination of secured and unsecured debt. John, I hate to interrupt your newscast, but yeah, um, right. uh, John Kerry, Joe, is uh, currently speaking um, at the yeah. White House, and uh, he managed to, to, to give a shot at former President Trump. Would you like uh, 45 seconds of that? Absolutely. Parenthetically, uh, five years ago today, I had my... Hello? Oops, I, just, I just lost. Uh, that was a good one. I just. Lost I, I, need, I want to start working that word parenthetically. Uh, parenthetically. Five years ago today, I had my granddaughter on my knee in New York and signed the Paris Agreement, and that was a great moment for everybody in the world when everybody came together in New York excitedly to set out on this venture. Uh, regrettably. Uh, regrettably, without any facts, without any science, without any rationale like you. Uh, that uh, would be considered reasonable, <laughs> uh, the former president decided to pull out. He's the only president in the entire world, the only chief of state in the entire world, who without any scientific evidence decided to pull out of the Paris Agreement. So when President Biden was elected, having made climate one of the most critical issues of his agenda, uh, we had a big step to get up. Uh, we had to restore America's credibility. We had to prove that we were serious. You know what? Oh, I wish we could you see You know what? <laughs> he is, he's the left version of Mr. Trump. They, they, they speak the same. They big up themselves. They talk about how wonderful they are and how great their ideas are. How fun would it be to see those two debate? Oh, my God, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> Joe, just for you, because it's Earth Day, I'll give you a little of this. I got a, another story here that'll, you know, maybe make you want to play that song again. Earth this one kind of scares... This one kind of scares me. The law enforcement arm of the U.S. Postal Service, which I did not know they had a law enforcement arm. Oh, yeah, they got them. Has been quietly running a program that tracks and collects Americans. That collects America's social media posts, including those about any planned protests, according to a document obtained by Yahoo News. The details of the surveillance effort, known as ICOP, or Internet Covert Operations Program, have not previously been made public. The work involves having analysts go through social uh, social media sites to look for what the document describes as inflammatory postings, then share that information across numerous government agencies. Government's monitoring of American social media is the subject of ongoing debate inside and outside government, especially in recent months. While posts on platforms like Facebook and Parler have allowed law enforcement to track down and arrest rioters who assaulted the Capitol on January 6th, such data collection has also sparked concerns about the government surveilling protesters, those engaged in First Amendment activities. Uh What do you think, Such? What do you think of that? (laughs) 
Hey, uh, you mentioned it's called iCup. iCup. Joe, do you know how to spell iCup? I-C-O-P. I-C-U-P. I said iCup. Oh, I see you. That's a big. That's a big hit oh. with the nine and the six year old at home. <laughs> oh, this is fascinating. Shit. This is really interesting. Is this it's good? A weird is this story, bad? Huh? Um, probably should be done. Maybe it shouldn't. Is it spying on us? Oh, this is. Ooh, ooh. I know. I'm going to spend my day. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, conspiracy! I love it. <laughs> a hospital employee in Italy has been accused of skipping work but getting his full pay for 15 years. Awesome. Oh, brilliant. Oh, right. My hero. The his name, Matthew Mikulski. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Rook. <laughs> the man is... Uh, oh, we lost Chris. Yeah, the man sorry, is alleged, I'm having an issue here. The man is alleged to have stopped turning up to work at the... Siasio Hospital in the city of Catanzaro, Puglia in 2005. He's now being investigated for fraud, extortion, and abuse of office. He was reportedly paid the uh, equivalent of about $643,000 in total over the years that he is thought not to have been working. Six managers at the hospital are also being investigated in connection with the alleged absenteeism. The arrests are the result of a lengthy police investigation. The employee was a civil servant and was assigned to a job in the hospital in 2005. It was at that point he stopped showing up for work. The police have also accused him of threatening his manager to stop the manager from filing a disciplinary report against him. That manager later retired, police said, and his ongoing absence was never noticed by successors or human resources at the hospital. A new bill moving through the Illinois House might make it illegal to release a large amount of balloons outside. I saw this. House Bill 418 would include balloon releases at celebratory gatherings like weddings, funerals, and birthday parties, and uh, if you did it, it could result in a $500 fine. Balloon releases would still be allowed for higher education, <laughs> and scientific or meteorological purposes. The bill was introduced by Representative Sam Yingling as an amendment to the Environmental Protection Act, and he said it was intended to prevent organized release of large quantities of balloons. He said, not only are they dangerous for our habitat, but they also uh, complicate our storm sewer systems and our water systems. If approved, the ban would go into effect January 1st of 20. 22. So is I heard the, this story. Uh, is, is the Yingling fellow's uh, name spelled? Yes. Like what the is beer? it? Yeah. Uh, is it y like N the beer? Yeah. Y-I-N-G-L-I-N-G. -I -I That's what's not his how first... the beer spelled. Oh, it's what's not? His, okay. What's his Never first mind name? Then. His first name is Sam. Because I want to look him up. I heard this story on the way in this morning on WGN. Uh, yeah, I can't tell what he is. He looks like a cracker. Um <laughs> And they brought it up that this is a, a way that um, African Americans celebrate at funerals, and uh, they release balloons, and it's a tradition thing, and, and sure. it's a lot of fun and interesting. And it reminded me of our old guy Orville, Big O, yeah, yes. Big yep. Orville, and they did this at Orville's um, service that they had in, in the cul-de-sac, the the backyard uh -huh. the, at Orville's house. And they all recited, and there's wonderful video of this, they all recited Orville's favorite phrase, which I wish 
it's just one word and it's drawn out and it's the S word and it's about three seconds long where he just goes, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they all did it because we all, oh, we all in our head when we're, th- when we think of Orville, we can hear him say that, you know, oh, uh, and it was just absolutely the most and wonderful thing I've ever seen. It was they so cool. all did it in Orville's tone yeah. and voice. Yeah. So it was yeah. just perfect. It was, so it was awesome. like he was standing in the hallway again. It was <laughs> yes. so fantastic. Yes. yes, Because it was our goal to get Orville to say that. We'd always right. throw something at him, and, and we'd, we'd always hope that that would be the reaction we'd get. He also had the greatest line about the Vikings, because he was a huge Vikings fan, and he just says, they sure know how to make a guy feel bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a great line. And that came, to, that came to mind last night with the twins. Oh, right. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> Burning Man Festival. You guys are familiar with Burning Man, right? Sure. sure. Yeah. Organizers say they're thinking about requiring attendees to prove they've been vaccinated for COVID-19 if they move forward with plans to hold this year's counterculture festival in the Nevada desert. The organizers backed off an earlier statement indicating they had already decided to make the shots mandatory. They say they won't decide for sure until the end of the month whether the event that was canceled last year because of the pandemic will take place this summer. Burning Man CEO Marion Goodell said in a video message posted on the group's website that vaccines will be required to come to Burning Man, but she erroneously said at that time the state of Nevada requires people have proof of being vaccinated. Former House Speaker John Boehner's autobiography did end up topping the New York Times bestsellers list the first week on the market. On the House, a Washington memoir came out April 13th after a lot of promotion from the former Republican lawmaker. Uh, on the House generated a lot of hype before and after publication. During a recording of the audiobook, Boehner uh, mused that GOP Senator Ted Cruz should go bleep himself. The book had plenty of mean words about Cruz, but also trashed former President Trump, late Fox News founder Roger Ailes, and what he called political terrorists, who are, in his view, destroying the Republican Party and government at large. John, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, When we come back, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have to delve into the uh, chief's request for some help uh, on a Grundhofer's matter. It's very urgent. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. To quote the great Chris Reavers, one day closer. <laughs> Don't miss out on the biggest power sport party of the year. It's the Moon Motorsports Open House and Tent Sale. It's coming Friday and Saturday, May 7th and 8th. That's where we, us, the throttle twisting public, uh, we get storewide savings and everything we could ever need to fuel our rides this summer. If you're having a hard time finding the machine of your dream, and I don't care what it is, motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, Moon has the tools. They can do it. They have manufacturer relationships. They have relationships with other dealerships. They will put you on the machine or in the machine you need to. I would start out at the website, moonmotorsports.com. 50 years in Monticello, family-owned and operated the whole time. I'm talking Skidoo, Yamaha, KTM, Ducati, Triumph, BMW, Can-Am, Polaris, Hondo. Hondo? Yeah, Hondo. They're all there. <laughs> Great magician. Super easy, super easy to find. They're just <laughs> off 94 in Monticello. A one-stop shop for sales, service, and parts. Stop in and see why they are my dealer of choice, moonmotorsports.com. Say only the, because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Mumpuma Langa. 
South Africa from our friend Tom Lyman. We learn that on this day in 1903, Alexander Ramsey died at the age of 88. Now, he's a bad guy now, isn't he? I can't remember. Oh, oh yeah. No, he's, he's a bad, bad. guy. He's During bad. his political career, Ramsey served as Minnesota's first territorial governor and second state governor, uh, negotiated major land sales from the Dakota and Ojibwe, and served in the U.S. Senate and as Secretary of War, a founder of the Minnesota Historical Society. He was president at the time of his death. All right. The, uh, the chief apparently is referring to an earlier email, which I did not receive, and he's, he's taking me to task for that. But he has more than a ruling here. His marriage is in danger. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, his, his marriage is, uh, is fraught with trouble. He writes, okay, this week, this is a couple of weeks ago, apparently, I grilled up some brats for the residential consultant, his, his the wife. <laughs> Since we're barely a four iron from 61, of course, the meat torpedoes were from Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo and were my personal favorites, the pit-smoked Q and a few beer-bacon-cheese-curd flavor. As the RC brought over the plates, I noticed she had committed what I interpreted as an act of war. She had soaked the perfectly charred brats in ketchup and mustard. Like any sane GLer would, I calmly asked, what the bleep is this? <laughs> she responded that all brats are better with ketchup and mustard. After analyzing her response, I respectfully replied, what the bleep is this? <laughs> I'll leave out the details of the 45 minutes or so no-holds-barred match that ensued. <laughs> I assumed every GLer, including my RC, residential consultant, thought, thought Grunhofer's brats were so enjoyable that not only were condiments unnecessary, but they were prohibited. We've both agreed to comply with may, your mayoral ruling. Are condiments allowed on Grunhofer's brats? Uh, just a moment. P.S. She redeemed herself the next day when she looked me straight in the face and said, I don't feel like baking the ham from Grunhofer's inside on Easter. You can grill up some Grunhofer's steaks instead. Instead, yes, I made a second grund run. Here's my problem. What do you mean she soaked them in ketchup and mustard? Uh, because I would think that the uh, application of a condiment to a Grunhofer's brat is purely up to the consumer. I, I'm not going to eat just a brat without any condiments, but I'm going to add it after the cooking process, and I'm going to add it only when I am presented with the cooked brat. I don't want anyone else interfering. It'll be my decision hmm. whether, I put yeah. the, whether I put the ketchup but or the mustard on. It sounds like his wife made the decision before they were cooked, though. And, and I believe that irritated there. him. Yeah, you think? Like it irritated the chief. I am I am not saying a word, you well, guys. <laughs> you guys go ahead. Let me I add one more. Let me way. add one more variable. Because remember, though, before you rule, Mr. Mayor, yeah. we did meet Mrs. Chief at yep. the Grunhofer's mm -hmm. live broadcast. Yes. Uh, uh, we've met yes, her a few yes. times. And yep. she did bring home Grunhofer's for him, and that was at least two years ago. 
Well, so might this have not been resolved a long time ago? Did she, out of the blue, decide to sabotage him with a complete soaking of the brats? I I don't know. I don't think so. Well, my ruling well, is you're the mayor. I'm standing. Well, out my this. ruling yeah, is I'm out. <laughs> my ruling is the application of a condiment is is entirely appropriate. Oh, you're going to get this though. For entirely that one. appropriate. You're get that one. But only only at the whim and the taste of the person about to eat the brat. It should not oh. come to that person pre-condimented. <laughs> That's a word. Pre-condimented? Pre-ketchuped or mustard. Thank you, Debbie. It's a personal decision. It's a personal decision. So uh, I think the chief was uh, entirely within his bounds to to confront her, however uh, charitably and politely he might have done so. So in the chief household, they do not have a climate crisis. They have a condiment crisis. That's it. Yes. On which, Earth which is a far more of a crisis than the climate crisis. I agree At with you completely. At least it's real. Because yeah. it's real. At least it's real. <laughs> no, but I've never heard of anyone insisting that a Grunhofer's product should be eaten without condiments. Half the fun is the condiments. Although so. I will eat the meatloaf plain. Let's go. Well, I only, yeah, I, I don't apply anything to a meatloaf except the next day with sandwiches. Then it's mayo. Yeah, then it's got to be olive oil mayo on that sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you well, Thank you very much, Yellers. And we're going to see you again tomorrow for. Uh, <laughs> what was your what? ruling? I gave the ruling. Condiments are allowed on Grunhofer's products, but only at the whim and determination of the person eating the broth. I just, I didn't hear a gavel. I didn't hear any of that. I didn't get out the gavel. It's out in the car. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's out in the car. He he just goes around making random rulings (laughs) in his car. Hey, before we hit the music, I want to remind you that Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start, fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits, along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Now is a great time for you to check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Yeah, Earth Day. Happy Earth Day, fellas. Earth Day. Earth Day. Earth Day. Hey, on Earth Day, download the PodMN app and listen to Garage Logic for your chance to win some sweet GL swag. And by the way, we might have a new GL shop opening up relatively soon, so please stay tuned for that. And also, don't forget to uh, download and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. We have daily videos going up, and uh, we'd like it if you could subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. Happy Earth Day, GLers! Turn on your lights! It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, as he's known around these parts. And GLers, do yourself a favor and get in touch with Mr. Money Talk today. Once again, for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. And you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh and you also always get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. 
advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, boy, not only do you like your betting stocks, but boy, are they paying off for the others that also love those betting stocks. That is true. And I'd have to give a little caveat for the most part. I do like my casinos. I do like racetrack stock and most investments around sports and sports betting. One of the themes and focuses that I've had for decades has been on leisure pursuits. That's into addition to the focus that I've had on internet-related companies, China-related businesses, real assets, and doing short-term trading. But the focus on leisure is something that I've developed when I was in graduate school uh, just a, a few decades ago when I was in Akron, Ohio, and I found that no matter what was going on in Akron, particularly amongst the, the tire workers, whether they were on strike or not on strike, they were spending money on leisure pursuits. Now, most people would think of leisure pursuits, well, we're going on a cruise or we're going camping. Maybe we're going to buy an RV or a new ATV. Could be a new Harley Davidson. For me, spending money on leisure pursuits was eating out and getting new running shoes from Nike. And at the time, Nike was not a public company, but I was selling running shoes out of the trunk of my car. But that's a long time ago. But just to give you a little bit of flavor into how I got involved in investing in leisure companies. Additionally, growing up in South Jersey, I was taken by my uh, grandfather and father to Garden State Park, horse track that no longer exists, my $2 show bet at the track. I have found that there are many people like me, and particularly as spring rolls around, these types of companies have traditionally performed very well. Additionally to that, you have many states that are looking at, because they need the money, online gambling and sports betting. And if they're doing that, you definitely need a physical presence. Companies that I have liked in the past have been MGM Mirage, and MGM has MGM Bet and is a big presence in Las Vegas. They'll benefit as the convention business picks up as the year goes on. Caesars Palace has been another pretty big winner. They just announced that they were going to spend a significant amount of money to update their properties in Atlantic City. Well, I'm not sure what that's going to attract, but maybe they'll, they'll bring back some people, the day trippers from Philadelphia and down from New York. Caesars is completing a deal with William Hill, one of the big bookmakers in the world, and that'll give Caesars some extended presence. Regional player Penn Gaming, which is down significantly from its high, but up tremendously from its low a year ago. Penn is a regional player. They also operate horse track slash racinos throughout the country, and they have a big holding in Barcelona. Barstool Sport. Penn, Caesars, MGM I will report their earnings within the next couple weeks. They may be stalled out until then. One company that did report better than expected earnings, but inline revenue will say a Royce favorite, Churchill Down. And guess what's coming up pretty soon? What? The run for the roses. And that could help Churchill Down. Do pay attention to these companies. They're not without volatility, but they do give you exposure, the reopening of the economy, online sports betting. And of course, we're talking about online betting. There's a 
another favorite of mine, DraftKings, which is probably one of the more successful special purpose acquisition companies to go public. And DraftKings continues to expand. Excellent report, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, do yourself a favor. Get more in-depth analysis from the man himself and do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608. It's straight talk. It's never sugar-coated advice, and it's a free 48-minute financial consultation. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com energyaudit energy audit.